What's going on, guys? We are back with another episode of Instillment HQ. I'm Reese. I'm Ben. And today, I'm Vince. A, <laughs> <laughs> we have a very special guest with us. Vince, how you doing, brother? Good, really good. Thanks for having right me. Right yeah, on, man. Thanks for coming good. down. Yeah, thank really. you so much. I just don't know where to look, but yeah, I'll just keep looking at good. you guys. Just right into my eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Well, awesome. I drove down today from. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Do you want to give us maybe like a little like summary of kind of what you do? Just for every, anyone who doesn't know you. This changes every day, so I'm, yeah. I'm trying okay. to figure Sweet. it out. Um, yeah, well, this week it is. This uh, week, yeah. that's what, exactly. Uh, what I do is I help people understand who they are beyond what they do. Okay. And basically, uh, to simplify it, I help people create a, a very strong relationship with themselves. Because uh, I find in life, we, we live a lot for others, mm-hmm. which that's the intention. It is to give out. Um, but we forget to give in sometimes. And so my role as a, as a guide, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm a teacher, but more so a guide, like a coach, um, is I get people to look at themselves first, mm-hmm. um, fulfill from the inside. And then, so it, it pours out into others. Right. Can't um, pour from an empty cup. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so the idea is like, first of all, understanding what the cup is that you're working with and then starting to fill it up. Um, because you know, I struggled in my life with that. And, you know, my, my, my dad who passed away two and a half years ago, that was a big lesson that I learned from him. Um, I know we're just jumping right into it, but it's just kind of coming up at his funeral. Uh, But there was, I think there were like 2,500 people came through the doors and it was amazing, right? It's great. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going, there's all these people coming in going, thank you so much your dad did this for me. Your dad did this for me. He loved me like his son, this and that. And I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like, wow, like he, yeah, that that's great. And if he were to do that for himself, if he were to take the time he gave to others for himself, Mm -hmm. I strongly believe he'd still be here. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not a knock on my dad. I'm, I love him dearly. And I did every minute I had with him. And I believe there was an opportunity for him to start to give what he was giving others to himself first. Right. Um, Because there was a lot of times where it was like, even like the last night, the night before he had his heart attack, we went to a Tiger Cats game and this summed up our entire life. He came, he was walking up the stairs and he was out of breath. And I was like, dad, like what's wrong? He goes, don't worry about me. You go ahead. Like you get to the seat, like you get your stuff, whatever. And it was like, he was putting me first. Not going like, whoa, I'm feeling something. We got to go. And that night he was fine, but he just, the next day, that's when he had his heart attack and that was it. And that's when I I really, I always think about that. I'm like, how often in life do we put others before ourselves, neglecting ourselves? Because yeah, it's great to be selfless. I'm not saying Mm. don't be selfless. Mm. We want to live for others. But the idea is if you think of the word selfless on its own, you're less of self. And so the idea is before you are selfless, you need to be, you know, whatever the word is, if it's self-full, if it's self-fulfilling, if it's self-loving, so that you can be selfless. Because mm. if we just start from empty, we're going to be, we're always going to be on empty. Yeah. And I believe the first step of, of understanding that, uh, that relationship is knowing who you are. Uh, because so much of our, of our lives and our identities have been created by, um, what gives us the most love from others. And so it's the idea of living for others or am I living for myself? And I feel like yeah. in this day and age, like that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, 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 I don't know if it's a problem, but it, you see it with everybody, right? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go take this in school just because I think that's what's best or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure you see 
these examples all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how does one maybe like take that first step into like getting on that discovery or yeah, what, what's the word choice that you would use for it? Yeah, no, it, it, it's for me, it's the awareness. So it's, it's knowing that, um, like I look at it like this, there's expectations and then there's, there's, so there's expectations of others and then there's like what you want for yourself, which mm-hmm. is like your truth. You know, uh, um, what I help people do is access their own truth, not the truth. Cause it means that like we, Oh yeah, there's, there's like one, there's like yeah, one yeah, answer, yeah, 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 but the yeah. idea is like we all have our own mm-hmm. and it's the idea of going, um, you know, what does everyone else want for me? It's, I, I just kind of get people to draw a circle on the outside list, everybody, what everybody else wants for me. And then on the inside, it's just going, what do I want for myself? Mm-hmm. Because I, I lived 28 years of my life for everybody else. Like I literally, I, I, remember I, t- I told this story the other day where it was like, I remember I was coaching football and I was asking everyone else what I should do next. Right. Rather than checking in with myself yeah. and going, what do I feel like I want to do? Mm-hmm. And when, when I use the word feel, it's really important, especially as a male, because I find we're very cut off from our feelings at a young age because it's not the norm mm-hmm. as, as a male to understand what's going on in your body, oh, no to doubt. feel yeah. emotion and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And th- uh, I believe that's where the answers are. Like if I hang out with you and my body starts to go like this, my body is telling me that you're not good for me, mm-hmm. which I know is not true. You're standing up very straight right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. it's all good. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but it's the idea of like, yeah, he's like, but yeah, so it's, it's like, it's under, it's tapping into what's happening in here. And the more, because the more we focus on here, the less we're focusing on out here. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I lived so much of my life for like, what would everybody else want me to do right now? Mm-hmm. And the only reason why, and to really simplify this, is because I believe they held my love and validation. They were the greatest source of love and validation. But when I started to become my own greatest source of love and validation, it's like I just disconnected from all those things. And of course, I still struggle with it. I haven't mastered it. Yeah. It, there's just different levels of awareness, progress, yeah. but it's the idea of, of just the understanding of knowing that whatever I'm looking for out here already exists inside of here. And I don't even know if that answered. I don't even remember the question. <laughs> I was just like, what's, what's kind of the first step to that discovery, which oh, yeah. is like, yeah, awareness. Yeah. 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 That's so. awareness. <laughs> Love it. You're fired up. Just go on tangents. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> no, it's fair. I don't know where we are right now. I mean, I was, like, no, I I was mean, so drawn into that. I'm like, wow. I know. Okay. Well, yeah. For real. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go self-reflect now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, I'm just curious about like your craft in general. So what's the biggest misconception you've heard about life coaching or mm-hmm. just what you do in general? Yeah. Uh, so I've been told, th- this will sum it up. I was told by a, a head football coach once that my program, might I'll just swear? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So this, this unfiltered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this, this head coach, he was like, Vince, so what, what do you want to do with our team? And I, I told him, I said, you know, I give your athletes space to discover who they are and define mm-hmm. their own answers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he said, your program is bullshit. And I was like, wow. Thank you. Why? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and why? I, I was just curious. I was like, why? He's like, yeah. you want to give, he said, I think he said a hundred entitled millennials, even more freedom than they already have. And I said, yes, because my belief is with a team. It's like, they all have their own answers, mm-hmm. but they're going to the same place. Yeah. That's the, that's the world. Right. But yeah. what's, ha- what's happening is we start to go, no, we have to, 
live into everybody else's expectation. Mm-hmm. So he wanted everybody to buy into his expectation. But this mm-hmm. is the thing. Look at a team. The left tackle does different things to get to the same place as the quarterback, yeah. as the receiver, as the running back, et cetera, et cetera. We all have different paths in life, but we're all trying to get to the same place. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important for us to define those because there's so much power and confidence in defining our own path. And then once we start to live our own, we start to notice people who are living in theirs or not. True. And it's so powerful in a team because you know, it's like if a guy's doing really good at his job, even in work, wherever, if somebody uh, in your space is doing really good at their job, you're like, whoa, what's that guy drinking? You know, like, what, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, this yeah. guy doing? Yeah, you know? yeah. And and it's that's that feeling of, um, I, I believe it's really important because with athletes, I, I work with so many former athletes who are so suppressed with their own truth because they've been relying on their coaches, they've been relying on their parents, they've been relying on their teammates. And now they have all this like open space and they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important for coaches to go through this because the second a coach defines their own path, they go, whoa, I have a hundred kids. I don't want to say underneath me, but, but yeah. below me or whatever, like yeah, yeah. in my guidance that have their own path. But the, if they believe they're living into everybody else's truth, then their athletes will be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Very true. And so the, the misconception is... Um, I'm just woo woo, like, uh, uh, what's the word? Like hippie mm. talking about love and everything. Yeah. But, um, and you know, I don't care about performance and I don't care about that, but I do mm-hmm. because I believe, but I believe that we perform at our best when we're fully present. And when we're fully present, it means that we're not attached to all of these outcomes and all of these people around us and expectations. Mm-hmm. So I believe performance and all of the outcomes happen when we fill this up first. So it's actually been a struggle for me talking to coaches in the past couple of years. Um, I, I have a lot of open, a lot of open-minded coaches and administrators who have brought me in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a lot of struggle because it's like, Oh, you just care about, you know, emotions and all this. I'm like, yeah, but that's where, mm-hmm. that's where the connection is. When you have a, I've seen it so many times. What do you mean? Like everything you do is emotions, yeah, though, especially exactly. sports. Like it, it even with us too. Yeah. Like our yeah. creativity yeah. comes exactly from that. Mm-hmm. Passion. Sorry passion. to interrupt. Yeah, no, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. You're so dumb. like, yeah, to, for someone to be like, oh, don't recognize that. It's like, but that's where it stems from, yes. or maybe not where it stems from, but that's what fuels it for such me old, at least. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's such an old school of thought to be like, no, just cut that off. Like, yes. yeah. I don't know. It's boggling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's boggling yeah. my mind listening to this because I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like we need a lot more. Like, um, even just me being in the school system right now, seeing all these young kids coming up, like they they need that uh, connection. Like they need that connection to themselves. Yeah. They need that um, just kind of like independence from everyone else's thoughts, their teachers' thoughts, old school, exactly like that old school mindset. Well, I was going to say, even what you brought up as well, like athletes, like after, you know, they're done with their sport or whatever. Like I know I went through that. I went from, you know, being a part of a basketball team, part of a volleyball team to an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And that's like the complete opposite. Like you're alone. Like it's me sitting here by myself and it's like, shit, like I don't have anything to like bounce off of. So like I I wish like I had this right after that kind of thing you know what i mean so it was like the process of okay like what am i doing what's best for me kind of thing right because yeah like you can pretend and be like okay i'm gonna do this like entrepreneur thing and i'm gonna like kind of like follow my passion but still it's just you down here yes and that's a lot of time when you're just talking with yourself right so and that's and that's a lot of people right it's like we we're so used to bouncing those ideas off of everybody else Mm -hmm. and um very rarely do we tap into what 
like I said, what's actually happening in here. And um, I struggled with this as an entrepreneur too, because I went from, I, when I worked at Lululemon, you have a team of like 35 people and every day it's like, hey guys, this is what I'm up to and whatever. Yeah. And you get the validation of like, you starting your own business, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so now when you're yeah. an entrepreneur, like something good happens, I'm like, all right, Vince, nice yeah, work. Yeah. You know, like just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's tough, it is. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, kind of, I guess the idea is creating a team with yourself and then attracting people who reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we can, I hear a lot where it's like, oh, I just need a partner or I just need a this, I need, need, need. But when we come from a place of need, it means we don't have that thing that we're trying to get from them inside of us. But what I'm trying to explain is everything that we want outside of us already exists within. And so it's the idea of like, you know, if I if I need a partner just so I have validation every day, that means I'm just going to keep attracting people who have the same energy. Mm-hmm. You just know, want to say yes. They just want to say yeah. yes. And, you know, and that's why it's important to be truthful with yourself because when you're, when, sorry, when I'm truthful with myself, I attract people who are not only true with themselves, but they'll be like, Vince, no, not mm-hmm. this. Try that. Like it's very direct, very mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's why I really appreciate Mihai. It's like, honestly, oh, yeah. he's like, he literally will be like, Vince, have you thought about this? And mm-hmm. like, he's very honest and yeah, like yeah. to me. But in a, in a like respectful way. So it's yeah. not because some people do it the bad way. Yes. Where it's like, yeah, you're yeah. shit. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How do I improve that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why like people like him really inspire me because it's like he he does that for himself mm-hmm. and you can feel that because when he gives it to you it comes from a genuine place yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but you know people who like exert their power just yeah, to yeah. feel yeah. you know yeah. make sure that you feel exactly. less yeah. than them it's like oh nice <laughs> but that's why i'm so appreciative of, of people like that because it's like th- i always look at it like this when was the last time that you heard the absolute truth about something and haven't grown from it very true never and and that and that's just it like yeah. we but i find in our society we love to suppress the truth i see it with kids all the time it's like don't tell the little johnny that stevie had a popsicle he's gonna get really upset mm-hmm. so we literally hide them from the truth mm-hmm. but let them feel let them experience that you know whatever if it's anger if it's yeah. sadness whatever and create space for them to experience it because fast forward they, 20 they years how to cope mm-hmm. with it right so it's like exactly mm-hmm. And, you know, I was at a school, an elementary school yesterday, and this teacher was talking about, oh, I help my students um, self-regulate their emotions. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, so are they like grade eight? She's like, no, they're seven years old. No, wow. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, if seven-year-olds can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not only that, why is this not in the school system? Yeah. Number one. Mm-hmm. But fast forward again, 20, 30 years, it's like that. that's why we're struggling. Like, I never learned that. Mm-hmm, never. I never learned how to sit with myself. No, never. So it's true. Again, I don't remember what the question was. I'm just gonna keep. <laughs> no, talking. no, no, this no, is great. No, uh, don't, don't worry about the <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The one question that I have for you, like, say someone comes to you with like clinical depression or something of the sorts. Like, how do you guide them in, in a sense where you know, hey, it's self love. It's all this. Is there a process to that, or is there? Yeah. So I, I always tell people because I don't, I don't work specifically with trauma. I don't no, work yeah, specifically yeah. with depression, mm-hmm. anxiety. Like I'm not an anxiety coach, a mm-hmm. depression coach, anything like that. Um, my, my theories are very different from other people. My thing is like, cause I've experienced all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but how I've gotten out of it is very different than what it, the, the norm is. Right. And for me, like, uh, prescriptions work for some people. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they don't. For me, they did not. Mm-hmm. They they made me just a different person. It threw me off, 
And um, the what I learned was I was most depressed when I was suppressing who I really was as a human being. And I was trying to live into who I was supposed to be for other people. But once I started to go back in and started to come out in terms of like who I actually am mm-hmm. and, and not holding back, that stuff, yeah, the darkness still happens. I'm, I, yeah, I, yeah, the darkness sure. is always there. And like, mm-hmm. I always tell people too, look at the earth. We have half of the day is light, half of it is dark. Mm-hmm. Look at the tides. They go in, they come back, they go out, they come back in. Mm-hmm. Like everything has a cycle. And when we try to try to cut off the cycle and be like always happy all the time, we're literally cutting off our opportunity to grow and evolve as a human being mm-hmm. and therefore as a planet because we're we're all suppressing our own growth and the byproduct of that is the earth and the planet suppressing our growth mm-hmm. and evolution true and so um I, I always say up front it's like this is not specifically what i you know it's not like we're going to focus on your depression yeah, yeah yeah this is about the mastering the relationship with yourself so that you can maybe better cope with x y and z and you know i've, I've worked with people who have had um, ptsd um, depression anxiety all those things and it, it's not i don't tell them it because like, the, the goal is not to get um the goal is not to avoid the dark. Like I said, it's to literally sit in it for a little bit, get to know it and then come back out with some beautiful gifts because Mm -hmm. I believe that um, our purpose is a direct reflection of our path in life. And if we always stay in the light, we're missing an opportunity to work with all the people who are in the dark. And so if I sit in my darkness, so if I think of my grieving of losing my father, if I keep rejecting, I'm like, everything's fine. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. Then I'm, I'm literally keeping myself from working with and helping people who are in that grieving process now or have been in it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's like really important for us to sit in it. And I think of it like the other day, I had a really dark day. Like there was a lot of thoughts going on. There were a lot of like doubts and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where I just surrendered to it because I was trying to get out of it. I was like, no, no, I'm supposed to be happy. And no, I'm a coach and I'm supposed to have this figured out. But no, like no one has it figured out. Mm-hmm. And that's the, there's, there's so much relief in that because I feel like everyone's trying to figure it out. I was just going to say like that guilt too starts stacking on top of the darkness that's already there, right? Yes. So about like, and it just keeps, mm-hmm. keeps going. Yeah. But once we surrender and it's just like, well, this is a part of the, the tides. This is a part of the, the cycle yeah. that like the next day it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's uh, more clear. Because it's like there's something in that there's something that happens in that darkness. Now I'm not telling people who are listening like sit in the darkness and stay there. Like I, that's not that's not what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not. But yeah. what I'm saying is like we all have those moments mm-hmm. to different degrees. Um, again, I'm not. I don't want to generalize and say no, yeah, you know yeah. we're all experiencing the same thing. We're yeah, not. But the idea of like your your you know you hear it sometimes like your pain is your purpose or your pain is your path, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that. And we have a conscious choice from our past experiences to go, what do I want to do with my future intentions? So I look at life like past, present, future. And if we look at our purpose, it's our past experiences and then it's our future intentions. And that fused is our purpose. So it's like, but, but very rarely do we sit and think about it. It's like, what have I experienced? What do I want to change moving forward? What do I want to keep? What do I want to get rid of? And then what do I want to create in the world? Mm-hmm. And that is our purpose because there's to put that formula on screen as a visual because that was fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> of course. Of course. 100%. Yeah. And that, that's, that, uh, that's really important for people to think about because they think like, 
not they, again, I, I, I don't want to generalize, <laughs> the idea of these experiences that we've had, they all have taught us these lessons. Now, these lessons are gifts for us to pass on to others. And that's why I believe like everyone in the world has a purpose. Like there's, there's a reason why we experience what we experienced as shitty as it was, as great as it was. There's a reason why Mm -hmm. if we don't bring awareness to it, then we don't have the gift. And so that's why like with that pain, it's, it's important to just go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like where, where was that in my body? Like what did that, what did that create for me? And I look at, okay. And I'll be straight up with you guys. I had a surgery in November. I had two surgeries. Okay. I had no joke, unofficially, the world's largest splenic cyst sitting on the side of my body. Wow. So it was 20, it was 21, centi- 21 or 22 centimeters Jesus Christ. from the bottom of my stomach to the, to the bottom or from the top, top of my stomach, no, bottom of my stomach to the bottom of my heart. Wow. And it was like a baby just sitting on the edge of me and they drained three liters out of it. They cut out this massive chunk and the, the surgeon was like, we've never seen anything like this. And where I'm going with this is I had a choice. I could sit there and go, why did this happen to me? How come, like, why did, you know, why did I get chosen for this? Like, how come it's happening to me? But I sat there and I actually went to IFS therapy. So it's internal family systems therapy. And what they do is they, um, she basically got me to sit with the feeling of whatever happens in here, wherever that was. And I started to learn that so much of it came from worrying and it got bigger and bigger after my dad passed away. Mm. And that's when they discovered it. It was like seven centimeters and then it grew to like 22. And so um, where I'm going with this is I have learned so much from this experience and it's made me so grateful to now have this body that is clear of these Mm. toxic, you know, toxicity toxicity whatever toxins yeah, yeah. toxins yeah. um and i'm realizing every day i'm still unraveling what led to this mm-hmm. and for me what it is is i believe my mind is really strong but it's also my greatest um enemy mm-hmm. because i'll think so much that it literally cuts off everything that's happening in here and so i start to worry and then my body literally caves into this side and so it creates the cyst <laughs> from what i believe this is what i believe yeah. Um, where I'm going with this is no matter how crappy the experience, there's always an essence of a lesson that you can pass on to someone else who, again, is about to experience it, is experiencing it or will. And that's, or, or has. And so I would check in with, again, what you've experienced, what you want to create for the world and fusing it. And that's your purpose. And and I think as we're as we're talking about this, something that I would like to say is your purpose doesn't have to look a certain way. Whether you're a janitor or you, you know, work at McDonald's, you're a CEO, it doesn't matter. It's the energy that that you embody that is your purpose. So if it's gratitude, you know, for your pain, whatever it is, you people embody that. Mm-hmm. And as they move through life, people notice that. Like you know when somebody walks in the room and you're like, whoa that guy has been through some stuff and mm-hmm. he's appreciative, yeah. you know, like our intuition literally guides us to these people. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's cause I, I, I hear it a lot where it's like, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what I should be doing. It's not about what you should be doing. It's who you should be. Not, not even should who you are. Mm-hmm. It's who you're being. That's most important. And that's how that ripples 
greater than anything you could possibly do because I could go speak to kids, right? And on the surface, I'm, I'm living my purpose. Mm. But what if my energy in all of my messaging is like, it doesn't mirror the message. It, It means nothing. I could go in there judging myself and then I'm judging all the kids. That's not living your, I don't believe it's living your true purpose, Mm -hmm. but when we embody that message, when we embody that purpose, we don't have to say anything. We literally are, we are giving that off in energy. And it's so funny because when we talk about resistance of like coaches and that kind of thing and energy is a real thing. Ask any coach when you, when a team scores on you, when you look at your bench, what does the energy say about your team? Yeah, everyone's down. Oh, everyone's down. Yeah. Yeah. When you score, what does the energy look like? Oh, everyone's fired up and everything. Yep. Okay, so is energy a real thing? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why it's like it's really important to make these connections. And I think I, I've struggled with it too, because I, I remember like if somebody were to ta- tell me about this stuff six years ago, I'd be like, come on energy mm-hmm. yeah, whatever yeah. like yeah, i just yeah. want to coach football you yeah know? like there's no <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. so yeah. it's it but the idea of like just tap into your life and look at like you know when you meet someone you get that initial instinct mm-hmm. that instinct and that intuition of like well there's something off about this person yeah or the complete opposite there's something that makes me feel really good when i'm around this person mm-hmm. and so that it's tapping into that and it, i think it all connects back to what we were talking about feeling but what i'm trying to say is your purpose is already here Mm-hmm. you know we we I, again i feel like i'm just talking but no please do no. the idea of podcast <laughs> we're always we're always looking for our purpose we're always looking to find our purpose but my belief is we just need to define what's already there and um something that proves that in terms of my theory is i do this work with kids so kids as young as like seven mm-hmm. and these kids define who they are they define their life's purpose and I've literally watched it before my eyes. I have it on video. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it gives me chills every time because I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm not telling them what their purpose is. You've experienced that that module. I don't give, I don't give, amazing. This is it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Wrote down everything. I love that. Yeah. I'm so glad you did that, man. That makes me so happy. Yeah, man. It was, it was sick. Yeah. But unreal, it, unreal experience. <laughs> but it's the idea that like, I didn't tell you the answers. No. So it's like, I, I and I was just the catalyst of like the, mm-hmm. you know think about it this way kind of thing. Yes, yeah, which is, yeah. and you to think. Yes, yeah. and and with kids especially like those ideas are floating around in their head all day. Mm-hmm. But if the average conversation around them is just do this, just do that, get an A in this paper, get it, they're not going to tap into that stuff. But when they're given space to get it out, I've seen teachers go like, "What did you? How did you get them to say that? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I literally just sat there and asked them a simple question." Yeah. Of like, what do you love about yourself? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. No, really. Like, what's your favorite part about you? Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, I love that I'm really happy when I'm around Johnny. Yeah, like, they're, so, they're so unfiltered too. <laughs> yeah, of right? course. So yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. thinking, my little cousin, he's so honest. I'll be like, Nathan, I love you, man. He goes, Vince, you already told me that today. <laughs> And I'm like, this is so good. Because yeah. like, yeah. think of adults, right? We're like, this yeah. guy's already told me this before. Yeah. But he's like, we keep it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you too. You yeah. just say it back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, everything's good. But yeah. that's why I love kids because they literally, they, they when you talk about your truth, kids live into their truth mm-hmm. until the brain start to, starts to develop and they start to convince themselves that they need, need to live into others. Yeah. And that's why I believe it's so important to create space for kids to discover these things because as a kid, I always had people come in and, and talk and, and do this. And it's like, this is how to be this. Mm-hmm. 
this is how um this is how to be resilient this is how but the truth is it's like i don't have i don't have your answers Mm -hmm. like if i could tell you how i do it but how's that going to help you Yeah. yeah and so what i've actually done with my keynotes with kids is I, I literally do a 20 minute presentation of like what I believe about self-love and purpose and all this stuff. And then I, it's like 35 minutes of Q and a with like nine, 10, 11 year olds. Yeah. And they probably go off. They go off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and teachers. Cause I always tell teachers, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so it's a 20 minute presentation and the rest is Q and a, they're like, you're not going to have them for 35 minutes. There's mm-hmm. no way they're going to ask the questions. You're like, just wait. And I was yeah. like, no problem. Just yeah. trust me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it happens every single time. And there was one, I get chills just thinking about it. I was in an elementary school in Oakville and I did this thing where it was about, um, it, it was, I, I did a stillness practice with them. So just being with your own, being with yourself, being with your body, mm-hmm. noticing your tension, et cetera, et cetera. And then, th- um, uh, self-love and then love of others. So self-love was think about one thing you love about yourself and why. So we did that exercise and then, uh, this is with like 400 or 500 kids. And then at the end I was like, okay, now think about somebody in this gym what you love about them and why. So I was like, all right, who wants to share? And this kid at the front, you could see he was kind of hesitant, but he put up his hand and he's like, I, I just, I love Johnny. I'm just using, making up names. Yeah. I love Johnny because every time I see him, he makes me feel so much better. And he started to get like a little like quivery, you know? And I was like, where's Johnny? And all these kids are in the back. Like, this is Johnny. This is Johnny. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I was like, that's like, how'd that make you feel? He's like, that makes me feel so good. Like it was just this very Mm -hmm. honest thing. All of a sudden, the fact that I'm celebrating them being open and vulnerable, everyone wants to share. Right. Cause they're like, I want to feel like that too. Yes. And you know that they all are waiting to just like, Mm -hmm. you know, that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Another kid goes, I love Mrs. So-and-so because whenever I'm in her class, I feel so, uh, so special. And the, the teachers cry. Teachers cry, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, it's God, yeah. yeah. But it's like all of these, this love is just waiting to pour out of us. But what we've done is we've put this cap on it where it's like, no, no, there's no time for that. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to get you an A in this class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no time for that. We got to do this. And I think of love, our love, it's like a, a ball of yarn um, in our chest. And the more we get it out, the more threads we start to see of like the inner workings of our heart, right? And the more it comes out, the more our world outside of us reflects the world inside of us. And so the idea of going like, if I keep, if I keep pouring out love, what's going to come to me? Love. Mm-hmm. And, but if I keep like holding it in, holding it in, I'm going to attract what I'm going to attract other people who are holding it in. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is um, I, I went up to this kid afterwards, the kid who put up his hand mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, you want to just tell me like what was going through your mind? Like, you know, and he's like, he's like, honestly, I knew that I was going to get, I, I was going to get, um, bullied for it. Like I, I, I knew kids were going to laugh, but I thought it was way too important not to share. Wow. Damn. This kid was al- prolific from a 10, yeah, 10 years old. Say, and I was like, your articulation. And I started, I get emotional. Like I get so emotional. Cause I'm like, the reason why I'm doing this work is because when I was that age, I had so much love around me, my family, my friends. Absolutely. Yeah but there was no love in here. And so for, to watch a kid express that I'm literally going, geez, I wish little Vince did that. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, cause that, that, that's, that's how we find completion within ourselves. I believe is, is loving all the parts of us. Like 
the little Vince, little chubby Vince who had a bowl cut and no, you know, didn't, the girls didn't like him. You know, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's like, there's all, yeah, we all had the bowl yeah, cut. Yeah, that's right. Was, yeah. That's right. <laughs> but I believe that's how we find completion within ourselves and, and loving all those parts of us. And so, um, going back again, don't know the question, but the idea of creating space so that, um, we can get these feelings and these truths out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my next question was going to be, is there anything you can leave for educators to just kind of take with them after you speak? But I think you just... Yeah, that was it. Yeah, you cleaned (laughs) up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Questions. Yeah. Questions. Just give the kids questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the more, I don't know about you guys, but the more answers I was given, the more it suppressed my own truth. Mm -hmm. Because then you think that's like the right way. Exactly. Yeah. And and what is right, you know? And and, um, this amazing teacher that I met in Hawaii, I was facilitating at this uh, uh, retreat and this guy Yosef um, what's it called something fighting monkey fighting monkey so this guy he's like so wise and he only asked questions and he's and he said when you give someone the answer you rob them of the journey damn right and i was like this guy (laughs) yeah this guy just like wow i sit there and i'm like this guy is yeah way and and that's why (laughs) and and for because for me i I get it because and and i i still don't don't get me wrong there are a lot of times where i'm like do not see the answer like in my head i'm like do not see it it's right there (laughs) yeah yeah. but i still have to work on getting back to like it's not it's not mine it's theirs Mm -hmm. yeah but the idea of like questions are the answer if you really think about it yeah you know it, it it if we give people space with questions, like ask them a question, not to like give them your response to it, but just to sit with whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. That's how we start to get the, the truth to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. This is so much wow. to like absorb yeah. right now. <laughs> just, just the rest of this day is just going to be like reflecting. So deep. Yeah. I was just going to be working. Be like, wow. Clear the schedule. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of my questions was going to be like, what's like your favorite moment been of you, you know, either talking to a group or talking with somebody like, do you have something in mind? I feel like that was one of them with the, the kid and Johnny. Uh, yeah, it, it it's always with kids, always mm-hmm. with kids. There was another one. Um, it's actually one of my favorites. There, there are two things that happened in this one session. So it was the second session with the hockey Academy in Stony Creek. And these kids are set, I think seven to like 14 or something like that. So it's a big range. Mm-hmm. And you know, people always go like, Oh, is it going to be tough for the seven year olds? And the, the older kids learn more from the, the young kids. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and that, it's, yeah. that's what I love about it. But in this one session, so it was after we did, I did, I do a session called identity. So who are you? And it's like, who are you underneath all of your titles and labels and accomplishments? Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, all these kids had their answer. We talked about it. And then I said, your homework is to go home and ask your parents who they are. I think you, you asked the same thing of the one that I filmed you. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I said, go home and ask and ask your parents who they are. And I didn't say anything else beyond that. So this seven-year-old goes, I asked, uh, I asked my dad who he was and he said, I'm your dad. And I said, no, dad, that's just your title. Who are you? <laughs> He said that oh to his dad. Wow. And so apparently the dad reached out to the Akaki and he's like, what's going on? What are they, what are they going through? <laughs> what's going on? You know? yeah. But it just goes to show you like kids are, kids get it. Mm-hmm. They get it. And, and again, it's not going, dad, you're not this, you're this. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're giving the space to the dad that they yeah. believed was valuable for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, so in that same session at the end, I, and I have this on video, I, I really want to share it. 
I asked everyone, like, what did you learn? And this kid, seven years old, he's like, I learned that first before loving others, I need to love myself first. And I was like, not, not those exact words, but I, it's on video. I'm going yeah. to get it out. But it was like, I, before loving others, I need to love myself first. And I literally was just like, I looked that's at it. the guy that was with me and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's all it is, is it's, it's just a perspective shift. Yeah. I'm not trying to change your, your entire structure of your yeah. life. But if I help shift your perspective, mm-hmm. you've shifted your life. Yeah. And that kid, he's like, hmm, simple. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. And um, when I have moments like that, specifically with children, it just gives me so much. Like it just like fills me right up. And because again, it's we're all little children, just a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger, yeah. <laughs> like that's, true. that's yeah. all it is. A little bigger, a little yeah. more filtered. That's yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so to to experience that, um, there's no greater feeling. And what I'm noticing in schools right now is the budgets are getting cut. There's less opportunities for people to come in and and speak and facilitate. So what I'm trying to create with my business is kind of like a a loop where it's like I can go help the people who can pay for it so I can go help the people who who can't. Mm-hmm. And because that's where all that's where change happens in the world is with with our future generations, right? For sure. So um that's working with kids, I would say like there, I mean there's so many moments, but those really stand out to me because it's like when I, when you hear these things you're like that's not like I didn't teach you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you you came up with that and you said it in your own, you know, so that's just like, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool too, because while doing that module, you shared like what your purpose was. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because for example, someone like me who followed that module and then I say it to myself, you know, I inspire passionate people and myself in hopes of creating a happy and prosperous future. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, I look back at things that have made me excited in life and I'm Mm -hmm. like, it's exactly those things that have like Mm -hmm. led to that. So it's cool watching you talk about this, after like you know you said what you think your purpose is and it's like it's cool because i can see it in your face and your body language you're just like yeah like you know i love when like kids say it on their own because like that's what your purpose is and yes. then i noticed that as well after you know i said that line to myself i was like fuck like every moment in my life has been like that i like really remember as like an accomplishment has been like me doing that yes so it's insane and like you said you that. didn't tell me what that was yeah. you said just look at things this way mm-hmm. ask yourself this kind of thing right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. it's crazy i love that <laughs> yeah i love that because and it's uh yeah i, I get fired up about this because it's like <laughs> we it just it just reiterates the fact that all the answers exist inside mm-hmm. of you and they always have yeah and it's going to look different throughout our lives but that answer that we're all seeking out here is already in here we mm-hmm. just need to define it yeah not find it define, define it. it yeah because like finding is choice. like through you know through our eyes yeah defining is like oh it's already here i just need to chisel it out mm-hmm. actually it's funny you use that word choice there's uh i don't know if it's a real quote or not but this quote i saw of uh some sculptor i forget who the name was of course yeah it chirped me but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it was like i i don't i don't create david i just take away everything that's not david oh i love that yeah. wow. So it's wow. like, you know, he's looking at like a marble slab and it's like, instead of creating David, I just take away everything that's not David. And I was like, that's exactly what you were saying. That it, that's a hundred percent it. So, wow. Yeah. I like just that. love that quote so much. Wow. Cause then it's like you shift your mindset instead of going, Oh, I have to become this to I'm already that. I, what do I have to take away? That's not me. Yes. Kind of thing, right. So it's wow. Like, yeah. So that hit me pretty hard. You talk about reflection. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting with that on the way home. <laughs> 
yeah. can I get rid of this? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I don't know. And, and I, I like that shift of mindset because it's a little more positive than being like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I'm not this right now. I have yes. to become this. It's yeah. like I'm already there. Yes. I just need to take away the things that aren't who I am mm-hmm. truly, wow. right? So I wow. love that. Yeah, I liked that a lot too. I'm going to sit with that. Today. <laughs> oh, man. Unreal. Oh, Yay. Wow. What would be the most prolific episode of Instant Ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Wow. It's been quiet we, this whole time because I'm like, fuck. we should put a warning <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of this one. Hey, just be like, get your yeah, water wings sure, on. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, get your <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, even just like, you know, make sure you're in like a mindset to like take this one in. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. This has been awesome, man. Fuck, mm-hmm. I don't even know what else to ask. I just want to hear you talk more. Okay, yeah. What what is some things that you want to talk about in case like, because I know we chatted a little bit before, but yeah, um, I think I covered everything in terms of uh, you know what I want to get out, and I think what I want to share with people is that I run an online program, yeah. the yeah. thirty three thirty three Legacy Challenge. It's thirty three days of thirty three minutes on your own schedule um, to answer those questions and get a deeper understanding of yourself and and master that relationship with yourself. So the first uh, 16 days are identity. So who are you? And it's like what we were talking about the container. It's like understanding what that container is, mm-hmm. chiseling away yeah. all that is not, which is, I love that so much. <laughs> and it. then uh, the next the next um, 17 days is all about self-love. So once you understand all the parts of you and not just the good parts, like, oh, I love that I'm always, it's like mm-hmm. your shadow, your, you know, all the stuff that's been keeping you from being your best self. Mm-hmm. Um, all those understanding all those parts of you, the next phase of it is loving all those parts of you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's amazing because I've created, it's like an online community. So it's, you're in it with about 20 or 30 people. And at the same, and at the same time, everyone's going through, like we were talking about earlier, their own path, Mm -hmm. but we're all getting to the same place. So we're able to inspire each other along the way. That's awesome. And, uh, that starts at the beginning of every month. And if someone's interested, it's on my Instagram, which is at the legacy coaching. Awesome. But it, I would highly encourage it because it's uh, it's really cool to just sit with that reflection on your own time. I am mm-hmm. also there for extra guidance and that kind of thing. But that's where I'm noticing that people want their schedules accommodated to, accommodated mm-hmm. with, accommodated yeah. to. And um, that's the best way to do it is you do the 33 minutes, which is 2% of your day mm-hmm. on your own time and then come back to the group and there's coaching, there's yeah. live webinars, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So that's if somebody's interested, if, if this sparks something within them, I would encourage them to enroll in the program mm-hmm. um, because it's it's important that we all go through this work and, and not just for ourselves, but for people in our lives, our family, our friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. So, yeah. 100%. Is this like a new thing? Like, is this just yeah, starting or the, have you been doing it already? The, f- the first one started January 1st. So okay. we're... Uh, How's it coming so far? Great. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and okay. I'm noticing I made a challenge online to for men to enroll. Mm-hmm. And they answered the call. Yeah. Like that we have got wow. it's 50 50. All my programs used to be like 80 20, 80% mm-hmm. women, 20% men. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot more men who are coming in um, and willing to do the work and not just like, I'll do it just to say I did yeah, it. Yeah. Thing. yeah. You know, and, and, and that's to me, I, I love that because if I see other men, like that inspires me mm-hmm. because the norm, you, you guys know, the norm for a man right now is not to. Yeah. do the work it's not to tap into your emotions yeah, to sure. heal yourself to you know women are very very um um it's not progressive um they're they're ahead of us in terms of healing i believe this mm-hmm. is what i believe mm-hmm. um you know there's a lot more like women's groups and women's you know circles and talking about things that are happening in their lives and whatever and with men we're we're it's coming but it's not 
it hasn't quite evolved to the same mm-hmm. capacity. Would you say that's, that's because of like social groups and everything or like the yeah, outside kind of, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I, 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 when I, uh, eavesdrop at like a restaurant or something, you hear the typical conversation with, with, um, with men and with women and with men, I find like, and I was, a I was a part of this, like, you know, talking about something outside of yourself for three hours. So it's like talking about LeBron James or Kobe Bryant for three hours rather than going, this is what I'm struggling with in my life and this is how I'm trying to overcome it. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different conversation. 100%. And I'm not judging the people who are in that because like I said, I've been there, I get it. I'm no better than they are. And I believe it's a great opportunity for us to start shifting what we're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. there's a great quote. It's like, small minds talk about people Bigger yeah, minds talk about ideas and like evolved minds talk about growth. Yeah, the future I, I or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea of like um, the answer, when, when, when we believe the answer is outside of us, our conversations will reflect that. We'll mm-hmm. talk about everything except for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if we believe the answer is inside of us, it's like, I own the fact that I really made the wrong decision here. Yeah. You know, my, my boss didn't do this to me. I made a choice that led this to happening, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so it's the idea of working inside out within a conversation. Cause I believe those conversations are a manifestation of what's going on in here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it's, it's another deep conversation or a whole other podcast, but yeah. the idea of, um, I, I just believe that, that women are people who identify themselves as women, um, are, further ahead in their healing mm-hmm. and and for men it's just i think we we can do a much better job of, of connecting to ourselves well because it's it's easier to not face those things right yeah no for sure of course like it's the comfort I think yeah. a lot of boys grow up to be like no you're strong like yeah fuck that like you're not yeah, gonna just power like, don't through, cry like power, power through, through it kind of yeah, thing yeah, like yeah. don't express Mental yourself toughness. literally yeah. yeah and like that's not a knock on our dads but that's just the upbringing they had and of course and that's why i think you're doing a lot to, to change that mm-hmm. so i appreciate that thank yeah. you as, as do i teaching too yeah so. i really appreciate that for yeah. sure yeah. for me what i really appreciate is you guys creating the space for me to express all this mm-hmm. you know and and i'm glad that that i have an opportunity to express all this but it, it means a lot because i know you guys are open to it because i could sense it in like, sure. in, in what you're asking <laughs> and what you're saying and, yeah. and that's why i just want you to know that i appreciate being on here no oh, man thank you so much yeah, for being yeah, on really, here. yeah yeah i really yeah, appreciate I, you i like man thank you so much Amazing. honestly really yeah, appreciate you really appreciate yeah. it. and we'll be back soon with another episode of instillment hq stay tuned guys check out the legacy coaching please Stud. do that yeah, yeah unreal please. is this when we start the game yeah Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to hop on this game or what